Hello and welcome to episode number 31 of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tripodi, joined as always by Tony Pauline. And despite today's practices being pushed inside due to inclement weather, we were able to get in the film room at the Renaissance Hotel here in Mobile, Alabama to take a look at some film from practice and, and get you a podcast here. We're just going to do one show for both teams. It's going to be a little longer than yesterday's, but we're going to get going here. Tony, how'd you feel about today? Well, I was a bit disappointed that uh, I was not able to view practice in person and live. It was the first time, first padded practice I've missed at the Senior Bowl since 2000. But we did spend about two hours in the room watching the coaches film of the practice so we got a good idea as to exactly what took place fortunately tomorrow the weather is supposed to be really nice uh and and practices are expected to go off as scheduled so we'll have this one podcast tonight uh, based on what we saw on the film and then we'll be, be back to two podcasts tomorrow after each practice and we'll go position by position like we did for the other two shows. So we will start with the quarterbacks here. And what I saw on the film, Tony, was a lot of inconsistency. I saw Drew Locke missing throws, whether they were short throws, intermediate throws, long throws. I saw, in, I saw inconsistent accuracy from him. I saw poor accuracy overall just from Trace McSorley missing throws constantly behind receivers, not able to get enough on his passes. Ryan Finley, same thing. He had some nice throws, but he had some plays where he wasn't able to get the ball where he needed to get it. His arm strength does leave a lot to be desired. The best quarterback, I'd say, on the north side again was Daniel Jones, able to really impress here, was far more consistent than the other quarterbacks, showed the arm strength that he needed to show and and really outplayed the other guys. If we want to look at the south, again, inconsistency is a theme. Tyree Jackson throwing the ball all over the place. Half the time, he really does not know where the passes are going. Again, he's one of those guys that when he has a moment to think in the pocket, it causes issues. And when he's just reacting, whether he's rolling out or making quick decisions, he's a lot better there. Will Greer was also up and down with his accuracy. Jared Sidham even had some moments where he was overthrowing deep passes. He was still able to power balls to the sideline and looked impressive there. Gardner Minshew wasn't as inconsistent as the other guys. Just like on Monday, or sorry, on Tuesday's practice, Minshew was pretty good, but he's not showing out. He's not the talent that these other guys are, but he's doing everything he can with what he has here. Tony, what did you see from the signal callers? Once again, I was very impressed with Daniel Jones. He he made some throws that were spot on. A couple times, he basically put the ball where only his receiver could catch it, uh, right in the receiver's hands. It was it, there were a couple of passes he made that were things of beauty. I was relatively impressed with Jared Stidham. He was off the mark on a few throws, but he's got a great arm. I mean, there were a couple times, you even mentioned it, where he made some lateral throws. He made some outs where it looked like the defensive back was going to be able to close, but there was too much speed on the ball, which got to the receiver. The guard Minshew did have a solid day. None of his passes that I saw thrown hit the ground. And overall, he doesn't have the great physical talent, but he's a competitor, and you know he gets the most from his talent. I agree with you about Tyree Jackson. Really, uh, Ryan Finley, I think, was overthrowing the ball. He doesn't have the arm strength uh, compared to some of the other quarterbacks on uh, the side that he's playing on the south side, specifically Drew Locke. I think he's pressing to get uh, some speed on the ball. As far as Drew Locke is concerned, what really stood out to me is he doesn't give his receivers a chance to come away with the reception. Uh, doesn't put it in a place where they can get up and compete for the ball, even if even when they are covered. He was overthrowing guys. He was throwing the ball out of bounds. His arm strength is impressive because they do these drills where the quarterbacks line up, 
right next to each other, and then they, they throw outs to different sides of the field. And he's got a great release. He's got a quick delivery. The ball, the passes have speed, but you just don't know where it's going to end up, and that that can be a killer for him at the next level. Yeah, there were definitely some moments where you would say you would see Locke, and he'd be throwing to a receiver in tight coverage, one of the North receivers, and he just had an opportunity to maybe make a back shoulder throw or put it in a place where his receiver could make a play or the ball would be out of bounds if the receiver couldn't make the play. But instead, he's sailing balls five to seven yards away from the receivers and, and just not giving them a chance, as you said. And that is very disconcerting because it's what we saw from him throughout his career at Missouri and what we really wanted to see him avoid at the Senior Bowl here, but he hasn't been able to do so. Now sliding along to the running backs here, we're going to look at the trio from the north of Tony Pollard, Dexter Williams, and Karan Higdon. The guy that impressed me from this trio was Karan Higdon. He was impressive as a route runner. His hands are shaky. He does have good accelerations out of his breaks, but he's not a natural receiver. The most natural receiver on the north team is Tony Pollard. Again, not a surprise considering his skill set and ability. He has a lot of speed, enough speed to beat linebackers on wheel routes down the field. He has plenty of juice on his jump cuts in and out of the hole, but he's not a guy that's going to push the pile. He's not a guy that's going to create yardage after first contact. Dexter Williams, on the other hand, he was the most disappointing guy for me here, both as a receiver and a runner. Slow into his route breaks, route breaks Sorry, double caught a couple passes, wasn't really quick planning and going on his cuts or moving laterally. He's a one-speed runner, and that speed is not very impressive. So Dexter Williams, to me, is a loser from today. Moving to the south running backs here, Bruce Anderson struggled in pass protection. There was one rep that I saw him. He was just completely lost in pass protection. He was beat, and then he comes and he gives a cheap shot. I forget who he lost to, but he comes and cheap shots him kind of after the play. So he was very frustrated there, but at the same time, you can't let your emotions get the best of you there, especially when you're the one having the issues there. Reichwell Armstead lets the ball get in on him quickly, has some kind of stone hands here. He's not really... A natural receiver either he jumps into his receptions a lot so he gets into his his yak quickly but it's not exactly good form and when you're not wide open on check downs and dump offs that's going to be an issue jumping into that he also struggled when extending his arms either away from his body or over his head the more impressive running back on the south side for me was Wes Hills. He did show decent hands off his body, but again, he's a little bit stiff. He's not a guy that's going to fully extend and make the catches for a bigger back, but he is a guy also that's quick and can make some plays heading through the hole and has decent burst. Tony, what'd you think of the backs? I was really impressed with Hidgen. I was impressed with his pass catching. I was uh, impressed with the way he carried the ball. He shows great quickness. He sees the hole as a ball carrier, turns it north-south, and, and really hits the hole with great quickness. He has a burst. They really don't run around the perimeter. They don't run around the corner, so you don't get to see his ability to do that, which he's going to have to do at the next level since he is a smaller back. Um, I liked his pass catching as well. I thought his route running was crisp. I thought he was able to get separation. Linebackers were not able to stay with him. thought he did a, a very good job. I'll disagree with you about Dexter Williams as far as his route running is concerned. I thought he caught the ball relatively well, or at least better than what I had expected from him. Uh, also had a couple of nice runs. Um, overall, I, I was relatively impressed with Williams, but then again, I didn't, we, we didn't really expect too much. I did like Tony Pollard a lot. He, he plays to his uh, speed. He has a burst. He turns it upfield. He shows the ability to beat defenders into the open field. He's also a, uh, a, a solid pass catcher of the backfield. Overall, I really like what he did today. We'll move to the tight ends as for, for both squads. 
Solid day for the tight ends. Drew Sample of Washington caught the ball very well. He's not a fast guy. He's not a seam stretcher, but he's a solid short to intermediate range passer who also does a good job blocking. Tom Sweeney of Boston College also caught the ball very well today. You know, he's a little bit faster than Sample, but still, he's not a guy that's a 4-6 tight end that's going to be able to get down the field and create mismatches. Uh, But he does a little bit of everything very well. I was very impressed with Trevon Wesco of West Virginia. Threw some monster blocks. Threw some monster blocks in scrimmage, one which sprung uh, Hitchkin of Michigan free for about a 30-yard run. Did, uh, did well in the one-on-ones, but was able to hold his own. Also caught the ball. He's like Sweeney and Sample in the sense that he's not a true down-the-field uh, tight end that's going to stretch the seam and, and create mismatches in the uh, secondary. But overall, I thought it was a, it was a big win for uh, Wesco. Uh, Donald Parham had a uh, up and down ga- up and down uh, practice. Catches the ball well, but you know he's a bit of a loper. He's not very quick. He's got that those thin legs, which is disconcerting. Uh, you know he's a guy who I think is going to end up on a practice squad. You're going to have to develop him over a year or two, develop his body, and really improve his blocking because you can't put him on the field right now in the NFL. Josh Oliver did well. Josh Oliver's got a lot of high praise. A lot of people think he's very athletic. I thought I got more from him in the blocking uh, area than uh, I expected. He also caught the ball very well, something he did in college at San Jose State. So I think it's the second very good practice for Josh Oliver. Yeah, I definitely like what I saw from Trevon Wesco today, both as a receiver and a blocker. He's smooth. Again, he's a big guy, but he moves well for his size and really did a good job there. Dax Raymond has actually been a little disappointing. We expected more from him this week. He hasn't been able to show really that much athleticism. He's not a guy that's going to get up the seam, and he hasn't been that great as a blocker either. So it's been a little disappointing to see what Dax Raymond has not been able to do compared to what we expected to see from him. Now we'll move along to the wide receivers here. I'm going to start with a couple disappointments from the North. Jalen Smith, several bad drops versus air early. Never really created separation. Well, he's really struggled in his two days here. A guy that had a good practice yesterday but struggled today was Andy Isabella. He had a couple more drops, which he did have issues with that yesterday. He does have small hands, so it is a concern if he's not going to catch the ball consistently. He's a sharp route runner. He's quick in and out of his routes, but there are times where he takes a little bit too long to set up his routes. If it's going to take you three or four seconds to get open, five to seven yards down the field, your quarterback's not going to be able to take advantage of you getting open, and it's going to cause some issues. A couple guys that did impress me from the north side, Penny Hart, very quick in and out of his routes. Unlike Isabella, doesn't take quite as long to separate, uh, or sorry, doesn't take quite as long to set up his routes. Hart just puts his foot in the ground, creates separation immediately, very quick. Keelan Doss, also a very good route runner, very nuanced, uses stutter steps, uses shoulder fakes to get open. Not the best athlete, but a guy who really knows how to get open. And Terry McLaurin also continued to run good routes, continued to get open and really show that he's taking over here and and being able to to show that he's not a, a guy that was overshadowed at Ohio State for any reason besides the fact that he had a lot of talented players in front of him. Moving to the south, Debo Samuel, again impressive, just great acceleration, strong at the line, gets off press coverage. We don't need to go too far into him because we already know what Debo Samuel is, and he's continuing to prove that here. Gary Jennings was a guy that really impressed me. He has great speed, easily gets downfield, did a really good job getting off the line and using that speed to separate. Good hands, made all the catches coming to him. A guy that didn't do well at the line or didn't show a lot of speed was Gary Jennings' teammate, David Sills. Struggled off the line, was not able to really get open and into his routes. 
a guy that I haven't really been terribly impressed with here and a guy that needed a good week to show that he was anything more than a third-day prospect. Tony, what would you think of the receivers? Well, I thought Debo Samuel was hands down uh, far and away the best receiver. He's the guy who's going to be a top 45 pick. He was quick. He showed a burst. Consistent hands. Consistently won out against opponents. was very impressed with him. Uh, I, I also like Jennings of uh, West Virginia. Terrific quickness off the snap and immediately gets to top speed, has a burst. Really, when we watched the, uh, the, the drill where the receivers had a, uh, had a release from the defensive backs off the line of scrimmage, I thought that Jennings was the best. And I agree with you. You know, when you watch Jennings against his teammate David Sills, you could see a significant difference in the quickness and the speed of Jennings as opposed to Sills, who takes a while to get, to get off the line of scrimmage. In fact, he does a lot of dancing and a lot of, uh, you know, swiveling and, 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 shaking and shaking his rear end rather than just taking it up the field. Uh, Alex Wesley of Northern Colorado had a lot of nice catches. He's not very fast. Uh, he's not really big, but he's a solid intermediate pass catcher. I was very impressed with Keelan Das again for the second day in a row. Excellent size. He's got a, a smooth and fluid release off the line of scrimmage into pass routes, runs solid routes for a bigger receiver, caught the ball very well, and really matched up well against some of the defensive backs that he went against. Uh, Penny Hart. It's not a real hand catcher, which uh, which annoys me, but he is explosive off the line. He runs great routes. He gets separation. Opposing defensive backs could not stay with him in, in or out of breaks. Uh, it's just a matter of he's got to consistently catch the ball with his hands and, and really show the ability to uh, run after the catch. Andy Isabella, as you said, had a difficult time catching the ball today, which was unusual. A couple of passes bounced off his hands. You know, we talked about the fact that his hands came in small, uh, barely 8 inches. Arms under 30 inches, that's going to be a problem at the next level. As we saw, some of the passes went sailing over his head. But, man, what a route runner he is. There were a couple of uh, routes and one-on-ones where he was throwing two and three moves on the opposing defensive backs and consistently getting separation. Very disappointed in Jalen uh, Smith of uh, Louisville, guy who was graded as a six-rounder by scouts coming into the season. I thought he was a fourth-rounder. He had a terrible senior campaign and has continued on here. He was just dropping very easy passes throughout the, uh, throughout the practice today. He was not running good routes, really didn't show a burst. Uh, right now, I think it's going to be very tough for Jalen Smith to even get drafted. Anthony Johnson had his moments, but he lacked speed. Jacoby Myers had his moments, but he drops uh, some easy passes. I did like what I saw out of Ty Brady uh, from Marshall. Showed a quick release. One time really beat Isaiah Johnson of Houston badly off the line. Took it up the field and made a nice reception. We'll go to the offensive linemen. We'll start off with the centers. Uh, none of the centers really stood out today. I don't think Elton Jenkins of uh, Mississippi State or Eric McCoy of Texas A&M improved on their performance from Tuesday. It was another very tough day for Garrett Bradbury, who was consistently getting run over by opponents. Ross Piercebacher is what he is. He's a very good short area blocker, small area blocker, who's got to get his hands on opponents because if opponents get the first step on him, he cannot adjust and recover. I thought it was a very good day for Javon Patterson at both guard and center. Uh, very strong, squares up against defenders, takes them from the action. Very impressed with him, as I was with Chris Lindstrom, one of my favorites from Boston College. He is just a mean, nasty uh, blocker. 
I thought he's probably one of the best we saw from the North today, was consistently winning out in battles in the one-on-ones. I think I saw him get beat once, uh, but that was after, uh, I think it was Collier of... Uh, of TCU who uh, got the better of him after Lindstrom had beaten beaten down on him. Uh, Chikuma Edoga of USC, we spoke about him yesterday, had a very good game, a very good day of practice today at both left and right tackle. He's fundamentally sound. He's athletic. He's agile. He's phenomenal with his hands. Gets them up into opponents and is easily rides them from the angle of attack. I was told that Edoga has some. Uh, let's say personality issues. It's, it's, it's not that he's a bad person, but it's something that's going to be need to, that needs to be checked out the combine, which could hurt his draft stock. Uh, I thought Dalton Risner played a little bit better today. He wasn't great by any means, but he was better uh, from the Tuesday practice when he was terrible. Uh, Nate Davis showed some good things today. When you look at the uh, offensive tackles, Titus Howard was not. He had a solid day, not as good as uh, he was on Tuesday. I thought Celeb McGarry played well today. Dennis Daly had his uh, moments today. Max Sharping of Northern Illinois really struggled. I thought the winner of the day on the offensive line was Andre Dillard of Washington State. We saw just amazingly quick feet, the ability to beat defenders off the snap, get out and protect the edge. I love his mechanics, his fundamentals. He stays square. Once he gets his hands on the opponents, game over. He's able to control them at the point of attack. I really thought Andre Dillard looked very impressive all throughout practice today. Now, before we get to the defensive players here from Tuesday's, sorry, Wednesday's practice, please support the Draft Analyst by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us a rating and a review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we can improve. And feel free to ask us questions to answer on the show. You can also tweet at us at Chris Tripodi, at Tony Pauline, at Draft Analyst One, and at Believe Podcast to get in touch with the show as well. Now we'll continue our look at the trenches here with the defensive lineman who stood out from Wednesday's practice. Tony, what did you see on the film? From the defensive lineman, the big winner today, hands down, was Kalen Saunders of Western Illinois, who was absolutely unstoppable. He's explosive off the snap. He's built low to the ground, under six foot one, so he gets natural leverage on opponents. He showed great power. He showed explosion. He was taking uh, ga- Garrett Bradbury up the field and off the line of scrimmage, absolutely demolishing him at the point. Did it against some of the offensive guards. I mean, it was a major win for Kalen Saunders of uh, Western Illinois. Came into the season with late-round grades. I think right now he's moved himself into the fourth round. I thought K.K. Kingsley of Texas A&M played very well. Very athletic, not the biggest guy in the world, but moves well, explosive off the snap, and really plays through the whistle. Rennell Wren was not as dominant as he was on Tuesday, but he still had his moments. He was being double-teamed, and it was impossible to move off the point. Ran through the centers on occasion. He was beaten more today than he was yesterday, but he still had a very good game. Brian Coward of Maryland uh, showed great power at times today. L.J. Collier of TCU showed a lot of quickness and a lot of explosion. Was very impressed with Anthony Nelson of Iowa. He's just a powerful guy for such a tall lineman. Came in at six foot seven. Uh, plays with great leverage and great knee bend. Uh, impressed with his athleticism, his movement skills. Also very impressed with his power. Charles and Menahue. Uh, showed a lot of good things today. He's a long guy who's very athletic, who moves very well. I don't think DeMarcus Christmas played as well today as he did yesterday. 
I think I thought Charles uh, Ledbetter struggled. Jalen Jelks had his moments, but was very inconsistent. Isaiah Bug still con- uh, still continued to uh, struggle. Uh, Jalen Ferguson, I thought, was a little bit off today after having a good day yesterday. And you know, Montez Sweat. There was some talk today about, or there was a report today, Montez Sweat is a top ten pick. I guess they must be talking top 10 in the second round because he does not show himself as a top 10 pick in the draft. I mean, he had a few moments today, but he was also getting beat regularly in one-on-ones. If he doesn't get the first step on the offensive lineman and the offensive lineman gets his hands on Sweat initially, plays over. Sweat cannot get off blocks. He is, again, my opinion on Sweat has not changed. He's a sensational college pass rusher that's going to have problems when he faces off against strength and power at the next level. I'm glad you mentioned Cowart because one thing I saw from him was his hands. They are strong. They are powerful. They are quick. He can rip you. He can swim you. He can get around you. Byron Cowart, if you let him get his hands out and allow him to make moves, he's going to make you pay as an offensive lineman. So you better get your hands on him quickly and prevent him from making moves and prevent him from countering too because he's quick with those two. So Cowart to me was a guy who definitely impressed. We'll head on to the second level here and we'll take a look at some of the linebackers, Tony. What did you see from him? I was disappointed. Well, let's first start off. I was a bit disappointed with Jermaine Pratt, especially, and we watched it together. In the one-on-ones, he really wasn't getting a lot of, uh, wasn't effective in coverage. He was getting beat consistently. So let, let's uh, let's start off with that. As far as the good uh, good that we saw, another terrific day for Terrell Hanks of New Mexico State. He's athletic. He's good in coverage. He covers a lot of area on the field. He's quick. He's explosive. Uh, just really has proven them, proven themselves to be a three-down defender. Once again, I thought it was a terrific day for Bobby Okariki of Stanford. Made one play on film where he just annihilated the ball handler, breaks down well, again, and the guy who covers a lot of area on the field. Trayvon Coney had his moments. Uh, Drew Tranquil had his moments. I thought it was the best day of the best practice of the week so far for Dre Greenlaw. Made an outstanding interception uh, in full scrimmage. Showed a lot of quickness, showed a lot of uh, agility. Uh, I thought Greenlaw, who I have right now graded as a fourth-round pick, really, uh, really showed was very impressive today. I think he made scouts take up, uh, stand up, and notice. Let's just say, uh, talk about Sutton Smith here real quick. It's been a been a real struggle for him. Uh, when he was used as a pass rusher, as a stand-up pass rusher, he was getting annihilated at the point of attack. Again, he struggled when he was used as a pass rusher today in coverage. You know, he struggles running downfield with opponents, uh, cannot get his head back around to locate the ball. It's not because of lack of effort. You know, he, he's just physically, he, he, he's not on the same level as some of these guys. But you know what? Got to give him a lot of credit because he picks himself up. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, and he's uh, given a, a lot of great effort. He's not given up. Uh, but as we knew with Sutton Smith, it was going to be a work in progress. Now move along to the secondary here and and taking a look at the north corners and safeties. It was really a rough day for a lot of these guys. Corey Ballantyne, after a strong Tuesday, he was all right today. He showed really good mirror ability against Jacoby Myers out of press coverage. He also lost out in press coverage against Jalen Smith, who, again, continues to struggle. So you want to see Ballantyne do a little better there. But, again, he's a little bit smaller. He's not the kind of player that you expect to go up against a guy with the size of Jalen Smith in press coverage. So not as strong of a day from Corey Ballantyne, but not a terrible one either. The other corners on the north north side, Chris Boyd, again, 
struggled. He lost Keelan Dawson press. He was also turned around by Jalen Smith at the line of scrimmage, and he's consistently frozen at the stem of opponents' routes. They break, he doesn't, and he doesn't have the speed to make up ground. Uh, Aruna Arayaye, I butchered his name there, the Penn State corner. He had another bad day. Really bites on receivers, turning their head when the ball is not coming. Goes into them rather than continuing with them down the field on their route. Also freezes when the quarterback pump fakes and can be easily baited. Amon Marshall played some single high safety. Had some moments where he was able to do some things in the backfield. He's quicker closing from safety than the other safeties on the field, probably because he is a cornerback naturally, but his problem was he's late reacting, whether it's reacting to the throw of the quarterback or reacting to the movement of opposing receivers and routes. He had trouble there. He was really slow, kind of on the uptake there. So I was disappointed with Amon Marshall. I was also disappointed with a lot of the safeties. We came in very excited this week to see Nasir Adderley out of Delaware. He looked good against the run yesterday, limited exposure against the pass. But today he was getting dusted in coverage. He was putting his hands on tight ends about 10 yards down the field, couldn't catch up to Drew Sample after contacting him after 10 yards, a lot of reception to Sample. And Drew Sample, as Tony said earlier, is not fast. So if Nasir Adderley cannot make up ground on Drew Sample, that is a very, very bad sign. Marquise Blair struggled again. There was a play where he interfered with Jacoby Myers. Myers showed really good concentration to make the catch through the pass interference. But again, Blair was also very handsy, kind of like Adderley. Kyrie Willis also struggled. Still really can't close, doesn't get his head around to play the ball. So the North secondary was really not very impressive. There were better performances on the South. Both Lonnie Johnson and Rock Yassin were solid again. Lonnie Johnson did well in press coverage against David Sills, showed the ability to mirror. Rock Yassin was the only person to be able to even slow down Debo Samuel during Wednesday's practices. Easily rode David Sills out in press. Good coverage. It was occasionally beat deep, but overall a solid day there. Jimmy Moreland, his first day at practice, was up and down. He was turned around by Travis Fulgham at one point. He had an opportunity to close on a pass to the sideline, and it looked like he was going to, but Jared Stidham was able to power the ball to the receiver in between the sideline and Jimmy Moreland. So that was more of a credit to Stidham than a knock on Moreland, but you want to see more from a guy who came in from trying practice and really excelled in St. Pete. Isaiah Johnson really struggled again. Can't stay with receivers downfield. Struggles to stay with them on crossing routes. So he was another disappointment. The one safety I want to talk about from the South squad in a positive light is Mike Edwards. He's really the best safety here through two days that I've seen. Not necessarily something that I expected coming in, but he's very strong in coverage. He was able to stay with Hunter Renfro and some of the other receivers on the South step for step. He's shown good play against the run as well so Mike Edwards is a guy that's really impressed me and that's something that's difficult to do from the safety position Tony do you have any thoughts to add on the guys in the secondary just an overall view you know I would agree with you except for uh, Lonnie Johnson all is all the cornerbacks I thought really struggled today I don't want to say Corey Ballantyne struggled he just was not as effective as he was on Tuesday did have his moments Isaiah Johnson, I'm going to say it again, I think he's going to have to move inside to safety because he showed stiffness. We saw the one play where Tyree Boyd, or Tyree Brady, I'm sorry, Marshall just destroyed him off the line of scrimmage and Johnson was unable to recover. Rock Yassin did, did show some good things today, but he was not as effective as he was yesterday. Amon Marshall struggled. Jordan Brown has consistently, consistently got beat. Uh, Sheldrick Redwine of uh, Miami of Florida is getting beat. As far as the safeties are concerned, 
I agree with you. Mike Edwards, hands down, I thought was the best uh, safety of the day. Showed the ability, showed ability and coverage, showed ability over the slot receiver. I was also relatively impressed with Jaquan Johnson of Miami of Florida, especially in drills. He looks fluid. He's nasty. He's strong. He works hard, and, and he's a physical safety who beats down opponents. Will Harris, I, you know, he gets it between the ears. I just don't know if he's got the, the physical skills. Probably going to have to be a, uh, a zone type of guy or a traditional strong safety. Uh, and that was really uh, Nasir Adderley has not distinguished himself the way a small school defensive back has to here. And Darnell Savage, again, uh, well, I shouldn't say again, but Darnell Savage, doesn't show great speed, doesn't show great explosion. He's physical, and he gives effort. But again, as far as the uh, the pure speed is concerned, the athleticism, he just seems to struggle and doesn't match up. Now, before we close out the show, we're going to look at a couple winners from today's practice. Not as many as Tuesday again, but we are going to look here. And, and my main winner, I'm going to say, is Gary Jennings, because not only did he show the speed that we know he has, he also showed the ability to use that speed in situations such as against press coverage to get open, where you would expect players of his ilk not necessarily to excel. You would expect a guy like Gary Jennings to really struggle getting off the line, but he didn't. And he showed the ability to get downfield. He showed the ability to win at every level. And he showed the ability to really catch the ball. Always has a good rapport with Will Greer. But the fact that Gary Jennings is looking so much better than David Sills is a little bit surprising because David Sills generally came into this week highly rated compared to his teammate. But Gary Jennings really stole the show today and I thought came out as a big winner. Offensively, I'm going to have to go with the Washington State tackle, Andre Dillard. Uh, Just showed tremendous footwork off the edge, incredibly quick feet. His initial kick slide and ability to get positioning on uh, pass rushes was really impressive. Uses his hands well, blocks with solid fundamentals. Uh, Really, I mean, did not get beat at all in in pass coverage drills or in one-on-ones. There's been some talk about Andre Dillard being a first-round pick. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but the fact is this. I ent- when we came into the Senior Bowl, I gave Andre Dillard a uh, third-round grade. I think what we've seen the past two days, especially today on Wednesday, he's definitely moved into the top 45. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with somebody I just spoke about, and that's Mike Edwards, really showing a complete game here, and that's not something that's easy for safeties to do in a setting like this, as we've mentioned on prior podcasts, but he's really done a nice job in coverage. As you mentioned, Tony, did well against covering the slot receivers, did well against Hunter Renfro, didn't allow Renfro to really use his late breaks like he always does to get open. So Mike Edwards, also playing well against the run, has been a real winner for me on the defensive side of the ball. As far as I'm concerned, hands down, the big winner today on defense was Kalen Saunders of Western Illinois. I mean, this guy was unstoppable in one-on-ones going against top competition. I talked about his quickness, his, his explosion. As I mentioned to someone while we were watching practice, he kind of reminds me of Cedric Ellis, the former USC defensive tackle that was, I believe, the 13th, well, maybe even early, the 8th pick uh, of the draft by the New Orleans Saints, a guy who... You know, he's not going to fit every system. He's, he's more of a three-technique uh, defensive tackle, but he put on a show. And a guy who entered the senior ball, as I said earlier, with seventh-round grades, but he's moved into the middle rounds, almost wasn't invited to this game. I question while he, why he was invited to this game. Kalen Saunders is making me look foolish and making the senior bowl look uh, like heroes for inviting him. Hands down, my winner on day two of senior bowl practices is Kalen Saunders from the defensive side of the ball. 
And that's it for the 31st episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? We'll be back again tomorrow with hopefully two shows as long as the weather cooperates, which it's projected to. So we'll get you two shows tomorrow. We'll start after the first practice. We'll get you a quick recording up before the second practice. Then we'll come back and we'll break everything down at the end of the night as well. So we'll have two shows for you tomorrow. Be ready for those. Keep an eye out and also head over to draftanalyst.com for all the latest Senior Bowl news and notes. For Tony Pauline, this is Chris Tripodi. Good night.